A disastrous third inning leads to another loss for the Atlanta Braves on Monday night. What is going on with this starting rotation? We'll discuss that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you're watching this video there, hit the thumbs up button as well to help support the show. Thank you so much to all the support that you give me here at Lockdown Braves. Want to give a shout out to those who have let me know that you are an everydayer. We got Ryan Webb, Joe Self, Joey S, Whit Dog, Dale Howell, Gordon Ford, Keith Parker, and Charles Pruitt. Thanks so much for being part of the everyday gang here on Lockdown Braves. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. On today's episode, we're going to recap that Ugly loss for the Braves on Monday. I've been saying that way too often here lately, but it was another bad loss for the Atlanta Braves. A game that I said yesterday should have been a layup, but it wasn't. The Braves lose 7-6 to six to the Pirates, a disastrous third inning for Spencer Strider. We'll talk about that. And in our Taco Tuesday segment, we'll dive deeper into the starting rotation. What has happened to the starting rotation that should be one of the best in all of baseball, but they have really been struggling here over the past month plus now. So we'll discuss that on today's Taco Tuesday segment. But let's jump into Monday's game, a 7-6 to six loss to the Pirates. Things never go as expected in baseball as they should. This, ha- this should have been an easy win for the Atlanta Braves. You look at it on paper, they're facing a Pirates team that's young and they've been struggling a lot since their hot start that they had in April. You're going up against a pitcher who hasn't gone deep into the game. And really, they ended up getting to him. It took them a little while, but they did end up getting to him. And you got Spencer Strider on the mound, the most dominant pitcher in the sport, strikeout-wise. I mean, there is no denying that. Whatever your thoughts on Spencer Strider and his performance in this game and this season, he has been the most dominant pitcher in our sport. When you look at his K per nine, it is just insane what he's able to do. This should have been an easy win for the Braves, and it wasn't. (laughs) It was a bad, ugly loss. You gave up another big inning. I want to say this, though, because I've said it on him before. I want to say it again. When I'm talking on this, this podcast, I am analyzing this team in a small micro view. Right now, this is they are not playing good baseball. I don't want to say this is a bad team. It's a mediocre team. They've been playing 500 baseball for the last 20 or so games now. It's not a bad team. It's a mediocre team right now. That does not mean they still can't win a World Series this year. I want to make that very clear when I'm discussing the way this team is playing right now. How they're playing right now in a 20-game sample size in July, August, is not indicative of the way this team could potentially perform playing at its best in October. I want to make that very clear. Because right now they're not playing their best baseball. We've seen what they look like when they play their best baseball, and it's the best team in all of baseball. We've seen that. 
they're not playing that right now. It kind of goes back to the old quote, you know, you're never as bad as you are at your worst. You're probably never as good as you are at your best. It's kind of where the Braves are right now. They were on an incredible run in June and through half of July up until the all-star break, a, a, a run that you knew wasn't sustainable. And I think it's pretty similar to what they're in now. They're in such a bad rut right now that uh, they're, they're not nearly as bad as what we're seeing. And again, I still think when this team comes together, when they're focused and I don't know that focus is an issue right now or not. I certainly hope so with the way that they're playing, because if, if this is them focused, then I'm really concerned with the way that they're playing right now. But again, I still think if this team is playing its best, they're 100% engaged and focused. I still think they're the best team in baseball and can win a world series. I truly, truly believe that. But on this podcast, a daily podcast, I am analyzing this team in a micro sample size here. And right now it doesn't look good. All that said, even with the way they're playing, they've still been right there in these games. As Snit said, post game, they're just a hit away. Uh, they're just, you know, a, a called strike going their way from being in these games, winning these games, some base running mistakes over the weekend probably cost them at least one game. And there are several lineouts in this game that went right to defenders. It seems like every ball close to the foul line is going against the Braves and for the other team. Matt Olson stung a ball yesterday, and I thought it was fair. Umpire called it foul, and it was just one of those that was that close. It just seems like everything is going against them right now. And on top of that, they're not playing good. They're not playing their best baseball. And that's, you know, that's when it's real when things aren't going your way and you're playing bad. These are the results that you're going to see. Again, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. It just it does seem like everything is going against them right now. Every ball put in play by the opponents is finding a hole. Ronald Acuna Jr. is hitting 112 mile per hour lineouts to center field. It's just it seems to be going that way for the Braves right now. Pitch called in this game if it goes the other way and it's a strike call. Spencer Strider may still be striking out batters. It's just, it seems like right now everything is going against the Braves. And again, on top of that, they're not playing good baseball. And that's why you're seeing some of these results. But let's jump into Spencer Strider's outing because things just unraveled for him. It's kind of similar to Charlie Morton on Sunday. Looked really good through the first two innings. Looked like this could be another dominant start for Spencer Strider. And then things just got way out of hand way too fast it's just it's one of those okay he'll get this one and then the inning will be over and it just doesn't happen you had a leadoff double kind of an inside out swing uh it was barely fair down the line gets a leadoff double had a chance to get the runner going second to third here come backer to the mound it's almost like strider just forgot there was a runner on second i mean he would have been dead at third base you don't get that out there you get the out at first base and, in, and instead, if you get that out at, at third base, if everything plays out you know, the way that it did, next batter hits a ground ball, it's probably an inning-inning double play. <laughs> I mean, that's how close it was here. And again, this is just a mental mistake by Spencer Strider, but this is how close it is here for the, this inning, inning being a three-up, three-down inning. If Spencer Strider cuts down that runner going to second and third, and the next batter still hits a ground ball, it's possible double play, and you're out after three batters. Instead, that's not the case. And instead, you have another ground ball, had a chance to cut down the runner at home, and you don't do it there either, so the run scores. 
And then you walk Reynolds. And this is one. I get it. I, I heard you on Twitter. It was a ball. It was below the zone. You know what? That pitch was also called a strike a lot of times throughout this game. But it's just, again, it's one of those calls right now that's just it doesn't go the Braves' way, and then things unravel. But that 3-2 pitch to Reynolds, really close. I mean, it's in that shadow area. It's somewhat of a 50-50 call. And, again, there were times where that pitch was called a strike during the game, but there it wasn't. You walk Reynolds. The inning continues. He throws a slider to McCutcheon. Not the worst slider he threw. It was low and away. Probably should have been a little bit further down. McCutcheon puts a good swing on it. Next ball by Davis was stung well. Again, neither of these pitches were middle-middle. This one was middle away. Again, probably needed to be down a little bit more, but Davis just put a good swing on that one. Then you can't walk the next two guys. You just absolutely cannot walk the next two guys. Strider just lost command. I don't know if it became a mental thing, frustrated by some of the results in the inning, whatever it is, you got to get over it. And you got to make some pitches there. And he didn't. And then the big blow for me, it's that jam shot, 96 in, it jams the hitter and he sneaks it through the infield at 79.6 miles per hour. And that was the game for Spencer Strider. But that was, to me was just a big blow. You had all these little things, self, you know, you know, he, he does it to himself here, walking all these batters. And then you get that, you know, jam shot that sneaks through the infield. It was just, again, just a frustrating inning that just never ended for Spencer Strider. He ends up going two and two-thirds innings. That matches his career low for a game he started. Three strikeouts is a career low for a game that he started. And again, so close to getting out of it. And it looked like he was rolling through the first couple of innings. I know he gave up that double there in the second, but for the most part, it looked like Spencer Strider. So I don't know what to say at this point. His ERA is near four. His stuff is too good, and he's been too dominating of a pitcher to have an ERA near four. He's either the most unluckiest guy on the planet or he needs a breather or a rest or something to try and figure this out because it is just it doesn't make sense, the results that Spencer Strider is having right now. And you got to have him be more consistent and more dominant going deep into games. You're really relying on him to be that come postseason. Now, we've been focusing a lot on the negative. The offense continues to do its thing and put up runs. It's so nice to have an offense who watches their pitcher give up a six-run inning, and you come right back and score four and get yourself back in the game. It's just incredible this offense is able to do that. Every starter had a hit except for Acuna and Rosario, and Acuna, as I mentioned, hit some balls that were just unlucky, including the hardest-hit ball of the night that went for a line-out. He hit three balls that traveled over 335 feet or further, but none of them could find grass. So a bit of an unfortunate night for Acuna. You could see his frustration. He came in a big spot late in the game, swung at the first pitch, drove it out to, to left center, but just missed it. I mean, he was just missing pitches in this game. As for Rosario, it's time to have a discussion about Rosario in the lineup again, which hopefully means that he's ready to, to heat up again because usually when we talk about how bad a player is doing, they start to heat up. But just two hits in August, three hits in his last nine games. He's hitting 160 since the start of July. Not to mention the bad play defensively in the outfield. Maybe a base running mistake or there was a base running mistake over the weekend. Is he doing more harm than good being in your lineup right now? I think that's a question that Brian Snicker in the front office really have to ask themselves. I've kind of been the, uh, the proponent for a while now that just start Kevin Pillar, bat him eighth, wherever, you know, let him hit two, 220, 240, whatever he's going to hit. 
but at least you have that defense out there. That's what this pitching staff needs right now. You need to put the best defense behind this pitching staff right now that is just struggling mightily. Start Kevin Pillar. I don't care if it's a righty or a lefty. You start him because of his defense and use Eddie off the bench late in the game when you need him, if you need that offense. I just I can't take it with Eddie anymore right now and I love the guy and I still think he can come up with some clutch hits for you but I think he's doing more harm than good right now in this lineup for the Braves so again I think there's a further discussion that needs to be had there for Eddie Rosario and perhaps you know taking away some of his playing time again hopefully this means he's going to heat up because every time I talk bad about him or Azuna this year they've, they've heated back up Olsen had two more RBI in the night. He's great. He's still crushing it. Offense isn't the problem. Bullpen, it was a little scary for Pierce Johnson and A.J. Minter in the seventh and eighth innings, but uh, or the sixth and seventh innings, but they do put up scoreless innings. Iglesias pitched a scoreless frame as well to give the offense a chance late. Unfortunately, they couldn't come up with that other run to at least tie the game and keep it going. All right, next, I want to focus on the starting rotation, which has become a bit of a mess right now for the Braves. Talk about that. Why? What are some of the answers? What are they going to do? We'll discuss that next. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Right now I got three kids of my own, not getting much sleep. The stress level, anxiety level is very high. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. Braves will begin or continue their four-game series with the Pirates on Tuesday night at 7.05 p.m. Eastern as they once again try to get back on track. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Braves. All right, we're going to jump into our Talk O Tuesday segment here on the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories being discussed among Braves country. And by far, right now, the biggest question, topic in Braves country is what's up with this starting rotation? And why is it such a mess right now? You look at starter ERA on the season for the Braves, and they are 10th at 4.12. Doesn't seem too bad. Coming into Monday, they ranked 20th since the start of June with a 4.71 ERA, 22nd in WHIP with a 1.36 ERA. So while on the season, maybe they have a top 10 starting rotation, since the start of June, it's a bottom 10 starting rotation for the Atlanta Braves. Starter Starters used during that stretch, they've had to use 11 starters during that stretch, which I think it's problematic. I, I've said I think some of these guys probably needed a couple more starts uh, maybe consecutively to work through things and maybe give them more of a look. But besides that, they've used 11 starters since the beginning of June. Morton 12 times, Strider and Elder 11, A.J. smith Chauvin, Soroka 4, Schuster 3, Allard 3, Chirinos 2, and then Freed, Winans, and Dodd each have gotten one start over that time period. ERA leaders for the Braves over that time. Freed leads them all with a 0.00 ERA in his one start. No other starting pitcher has an ERA under four since the start of June. 
That is not good. That is not good at all. And Charlie Morton leads all Brave starters with a 4.09 ERA since the start of June. Uh, Alan Winans in his one start um, has a 4.15 ERA. Strider, 4.23. That was before Monday start, so that has gone up. Schuster, 502. Elder, 507. A.J. smith Shaver 5.12. Soroka, 5.531. And Torino, 7.27. I want to say this again because when I looked this up, it was quite shocking. Outside of Max Freed, no Brave starter has an ERA under four since the start of June. That's tough. Uh, ERAs before June, so basically April and May, Elder led all starters with a 1.92 ERA. Freed had a 2.08 ERA and five starts. Strider, 297, and Morton, 359. That's more like what I would expect to see. Again, they're probably not as bad, or I really hope they're not as bad as they've been since the start of June. Maybe, at least in the case of Elder, they're probably not as good as they were in the first two months. I would expect Strider's ERA to be more around three, and I would expect Morton's ERA to be more around three and a half. But they've been just bad <laughs> since the start of June. And there's starts in there, you know, where they're good, but then there's starts like last night with Strider where they just get absolutely blown up. And it's the consistency that really drives me crazy right now with this starting rotation. Again, it can be so good in one outing and then so bad in another. It's just finding that consistency and finding that outing where maybe something doesn't go your way. Maybe a call doesn't go your way, but you fight through it and you still give your team a chance. They're not doing that right now. They're getting kicked out of the games early. They're not able to fight through those and just continue to grind. Morton's done it more often than, than the others here lately, but it's just been so frustrating. What can be done? Basically nothing. And, and I said this yesterday. These are the guys they have at this point. No one else is coming. Trade deadline's over. There's no free agents out there that you're going to get right now that are going to make a significant impact. The only player you might get back, you've already got Max Freed back, which is going to help. The only other thing would be Kyle Wright. But are we really going to put that much faith and that much pressure on a guy who's already missed time twice this year for shoulder issue, a guy that hasn't pitched since May 3rd, a guy that's coming off a breakout year, and we really wanted to see how he followed that up if that was for real, and a guy who wasn't good before the injury. Now, maybe that was injury-related, but I just, I just not, I'm not putting that much stock in Kyle Wright coming back to be the savior for this pitching staff and being a, a Game 3 starter here or Game two, I still think Strider is going to figure it out, but I'm just not putting that much stock in Kyle Wright being that guy that's going to help come settle this rotation. But there's nobody else coming outside of that. And who else do you trust? Where else do you want the Braves to go here? Do you trust Michael Soroka at this point, walking four guys in his last start at, at Gwinnett? Do you trust Alan Winans? I think maybe he's the guy you trust the most right now, the guys down at, at AAA. Colby Allard's out, but when he comes back, I mean, is that a guy you're you're going to count on? Dylan Dodd, no. <laughs> Jared Schuster, no. Maybe A.J. smith Shaver gets another shot at some point. Maybe Darius Vines, if he continues to work his way back, he's still struggling with walks as well as he returns from injury. Again, there's, there's nowhere else you're going to go. Maybe these guys need a breather 
Uh, look, a lot of stress has been put on them because of the injuries to Kyle Wright and Max Freed that Strider and Morton and Elder, they've had to be great. And, and they were great for the early part of the season when the Braves really needed them. And maybe they're just exhausted at this point. Maybe they need to be skipped to start in the rotation, give them a breather. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the true answer is there. I do know they got to figure it out. I mean, this is what the Braves have. They got to figure it out and get back to being themselves because when they are themselves, when Strider is on, he is the best pitcher in baseball. I know you probably aren't going to believe me right now after what you saw last night, but when he is on, he is the most dominant pitcher in baseball. We know what Max Fried can do. We saw him in his last start. I still believe Charlie Morton, when he is on and he can locate that fastball, he can be a really good starter. And I still think Bryce Elder, when he's locating, he can be a serviceable fourth or fifth starter. I still think this rotation has the potential to be really good, but they got to figure something out here because they are in a bad stretch right now and a bad rut. And again, it's been bad for over two months now. And again, there's been good starts in there, but just the consistency over the last two months is not there. And now the question that everybody's talking about on Twitter and has given Alex Anthopoulos a hard time about, should they have made a move at the deadline? Certainly in hindsight, yes, they probably should have. I thought they could do without, because again, I still believe in this rotation that it's going to be good enough with the offense that the Braves have. I said I would like to see them get a back-end starter, but again, as we talked about when we did our trade deadline review, and I gave Alex Adobos a D-minus because these, these needs weren't resolved, but even when I talked about it then, the prices in the market right now just seemed completely high. It was definitely a seller's market. There weren't a lot of teams selling. There were a lot of teams buying. And the cost of these players was so high. And the Braves just don't have that much in stock in the farm system to be able to give up an A.J. smith Shaver for a Michael Lorenzen or a Lance Lamb, which it sounds like was the asking price for these you know rental starters, guys who maybe even be middle to back-end starters. So you weren't going to get Scherzer. You weren't going to get Verlander. That just wasn't going to happen. The Braves weren't going to pay that money and give up. They couldn't have given up the prospects that the Mets got back. They don't have a prospect as good as any of the prospects that the Mets got in those deals. So that wasn't going to happen. And then again, then you're looking at a Michael Lorenzen. You're looking at a Lance Lynn, you know, maybe Eduardo Rodriguez, if they could have gotten in there and made a deal with them, maybe would have been the best option guy coming off injury. But Again, the, the prices just seem to be way high that the Braves couldn't afford to pay these prices because of their farm system. So, yeah, I, obviously hindsight looking at what we have now, would have loved to see them go out there and try to push harder to get a starter, but we don't know what those costs were. We don't know what other teams were asking for. We do know the Braves' farm system is pretty weak, especially at the top end, and I, I can't imagine that – what they were trying to give up would have been worth what they had gotten in return. Do you, I mean, Michael Lorenzen had a really good debut for the Phillies, but is he really going to be that much better? I mean, if, at his best, is he better than Charlie Morton? You may agree with that. You may say, yes, I don't know. I can't confidently say that. Is Lance Lynn better than, than Charlie Morton at his best or even Bryce Elder at his best? I don't know. I don't think you can confidently say that. So again, I just don't know that there was that much out there that you could confidently say would be better than what you have. I would have liked it just for the depth, but to give up a piece like an A.J. smith Shaver again, I don't know the asking price for sure, but to give that up for a, a rental 
player or maybe somebody that has even just one more option year, I don't think that was worth the cost. Bottom line is the group they have, they've got to figure it out. They got to get it together. They're good enough to get it done when they're pitching at their best. They're just not doing that right now. And, and they got to figure it out. So again, uh, there's no easy solution to this, but this is what the Braves have. And if they can't get it done, then Obviously, that's a problem. I still think they can, even as bad as they've been here lately. I still think the starting pitching staff at their best is good enough to get it done in the postseason. But you got a couple months here. You got several starts to try to figure this out. But that's going to be a big key for this Braves team down the stretch is putting the starting rotation together, getting consistent starts, whatever these starters need to do, whether it is just simple location, command, issues, Maybe it's mental. I don't know. Again, maybe they need to be skipped to start, give a little refresher, a breather, whatever it is. They got to figure it out because this is the group they have and they need to be good enough to support this offense that is putting up six plus runs a night and losing games. That just cannot happen. All right, next we'll set it up for Tuesday's game. Yanni Torino's coming to the mound looking to save the Braves. We'll discuss that here next. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, not much news from uh, from Monday, uh, but we do have game two of the Braves and the Pirates back in Pittsburgh. Braves got another three-game losing streak going on here. Hopefully, they're going to put an end to on Tuesday. Going to be looking to Yanni Torinos. I never would have thought I'd say this, but uh, they really need him to put together a good start, get through five innings, and just keep this offense in the game. Really, just avoid a five-run inning. If we can just have a starting pitcher do that, I think we'll be okay in this game going to be going up against Mitch Keller who got off to a great start to the year looked like he was going to be a future ace for this Pirates rotation but a 6.28 ERA in July and he gave up eight earned his last time out his only start in August so he's been really rough here lately struggling with the walks and the home runs hopefully that continues for this Braves offense he still gets a good bit of strikeouts so hopefully the Braves can afford or can avoid that but you're really counting on Yanni Torinos here to give you some innings. I mean, you had to use Minter and Iglesias on Monday in a loss. So I don't know what the bullpen situation looks like. Like you got to get a win here and stop the bleeding. So you're really hoping Torinos has that splitter working on Tuesday night. The Braves offense put up another big number and hopefully the pitching staff can hold the Pirates offense to four runs or less. I feel like if you can do that, you got a good chance to win just about every game with this Braves offense. But Again, pitching staff hasn't been able to do that a lot here lately. Hopefully, Yanni Torinos can do that on Tuesday. The Braves and the Pirates will meet on Tuesday night at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. 
That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 